Hi, I'm Rob Blazer, RPA's Director of Public Policy, and welcome to the RPA Guide to Nephrology Practice podcast. The subject matter I'll be covering in our podcast today is legislation affecting kidney disease care. Much of my message will focus on legislation that has been enacted, but I will conclude with an outlook as of the very end of 2016 for what might be in the future. I will, for the most part, not be addressing legislation addressed in the written guide, but will rather focus on major occurrences since the guide was developed, so issues such as the Affordable Care Act and the Medicare Access and Chip Reauthorization Act, the MACRA bill, which is covered in great depth in other RPA information platforms, will not be addressed. Having said that, and while I'll mainly be focusing on current events, there were two watershed moments that I believe are worth commenting on before getting to more current legislative activities. The first was the creation of the ESRD program in 1972, which came about in part due to a man named Shep Glazer actually getting dialyzed in front of the House Ways and Means Committee, which has jurisdiction over the Medicare program. Legislators saw this, evidently were convinced that dialysis merited being covered as part of the Medicare program regardless of the patient's age, and the rest is history. So now ESRD is the only disease-specific entitlement in the Medicare program. Congress probably really didn't know what they were doing in creating the ESRD program, but that's a story for another day. At the time, it was estimated the program would affect about 10,000 Americans. Now there are approximately a half million individuals in the ESRD program, and this number continues to grow. So obviously, they thought they were doing this for a relatively limited number of Americans, and and it's grown exponentially and shows no sign of changing. The second major legislative moment was the passage of the Medicare Improvements for Patients and Providers Act, MIPA, in 2008. MIPA was a huge bill with dozens and dozens of provisions, but the one with relevance for kidney disease created the ESRD Prospective Payment System, or PPS. This was significant because it actually created a payment system, italicized, underlined, and I'm using air quotes here, for dialysis facility payments. Unlike the Medicare fee schedule for physicians or the outpatient prospective payment system for hospitals, there was no structured way for dialysis facilities to get annual inflationary adjustments and reimbursement. Sometimes they would go years without an adjustment in payment, and before MIPA, any change in payment for dialysis could only occur if Congress specifically passed a law each year doing so. This was, of course, a huge barrier because it's hard to get Congress to do anything, and after years of advocacy, the dialysis provider community was able to convince Congress to create a payment system for dialysis facility reimbursement, and this is how the ESRD prospective payment system came to be, providing a structure for updating dialysis payment each year. Now, of course, those of us who went through the SGR drama every year for 13 years realizing realized that having a structured payment system isn't always such a prize, but for the dialysis... Uh, industry that absolutely was a a big step forward, and it's good to have structure and some predictability with how you're going to be able to figure out what you're going to be reimbursed every year. Moving on to more current events, one of the major accomplishments of recent years in the kidney disease care community was the enactment of legislation that included a provision specifically directing CMS to cover services provided to Medicare beneficiaries with acute kidney injury, not ESRD, in outpatient dialysis ESRD facilities. This occurred in 2015 as part of the big macro-level trade bill that passed in June of that year. The legislative remedy was necessary due to a clarification issued by CMS in 2012 that specified that ESRD facilities could not furnish acute dialysis to hospital outpatients. Previously, CMS had neither expressly approved nor prohibited Medicare beneficiaries with AKI receiving their care in ESRD facilities. 
Dialysis facilities would submit their bills for the service to Medicare through the hospital arranging the patient's care and then be reimbursed by the hospital. The 2012 clarification then prohibited this practice. As a result, the policy eliminated the most efficient and clinically appropriate setting of dialysis care and in many cases forced the patient to travel much farther distances to receive care. RPA led community-wide advocacy efforts on this issue on parallel tracks in the regulatory and legislative arenas, eventually convincing CMS in early 2015 that this issue needed to be addressed, but they referred us to Congress saying that their hands were legally tied because the law needed to be changed. Now, this is kind of CMS's move. That's what they do when they don't want to do something. They say, well, you got to go to Congress and get the law changed. However, in this case, I think they were on pretty solid policy ground saying that they had to do this. I mean, they, they, their lawyers apparently were very happy with the clarification because it may, meant that they were following the law in a way that they weren't previously. So I got to concede the point there that they probably need, did need to have the law change. Now, around the same time, RPA was also successful in convincing the Ways and Means Committee to resolve the issue, and once they agreed, it was only necessary to find a legislative vehicle to which to append the provision. And this occurred in June of 2015 when the Trade Adjustment Assistance, TAA, Trans-Pacific Partnership, TPA, if you remember the TAA, TPA legislation was all over major news at the time. This legislation was finalized and passed by the House on June 26, 2015. As a result, beginning on January 1, 2017, dialysis facilities will be reimbursed the ESRD bundled rate, which currently is about $240, for dialysis sessions provided to Medicare beneficiaries with AKI. Finally, there was a kidney-related legislative development in late 2016 of some consequence. In the lame duck session of Congress following the November 2016 elections, the 21st Century Cures Act was passed by the House and Senate and subsequently signed by President Obama. The bill became something of a catch-all for numerous health policy priorities in Congress, and one of the provisions added to the legislation was the ESRD Choice Act. The Choice Act allowed prevalent ESRD patients to choose Medicare Advantage plans for their health insurance. Previously, this was prohibited, as ESRD patients could only choose Medicare Advantage plans for their health insurance if they were already in Medicare Advantage when they were designated as having ESRD, and this is a legacy from the old managed care days when there was concern about exposing ESRD patients to the cost containment strategies of managed care. We thought it would be more important to protect ESRD patients because their, their conditions were so vulnerable. The current thinking is that the Medicare Advantage plans have improved to a part where we should be giving patients the choice as to whether they want to have Medicare Advantage for their insurance or not. And that's why the change, that's why the change happened and has the support of most of the kidney community. With regard to the future, with Republicans in early, in early 2017 having control of both chambers of Congress and the White House, the conventional wisdom would be that the environment for enacting legislation would be positive, and this would bode well for kidney-related issues favored by RPA. These would include promotion of telehealth and ESRD care by allowing the patient's home and dialysis facility to be approved originating sites for Medicare ESRD telehealth services. And these provisions were included in broader telehealth legislation in the 114th Congress known as the CONNECT Act. 
The next bill would be advancement of living organ donation by removing some of the insurance-related barriers to organ donation and by designating living organ donation as a serious condition for the purposes of the Family Medical Leave Act. This would help organ donors get time off from work for participating in organ donation. And then finally, by enacting legislation that would cover immunosuppressive drugs for the life of a kidney transplant, thus removing the current 36-month time limit. Uh, you know, everybody realizes that this is ridiculous, that Medicare only pays for 36 months of the drugs, because if the graft fails and they have to go back on dialysis, then not only was the kidney wasted, but the patient has to go back on dialysis at a much higher cost. The light bulb finally went on for Congress, and they're supportive of this uh, of this legislation, but it's kind of a very niche issue that's difficult to, to advocate on, but we're still going for it. It's important to note that with the end of the 114th Congress in 2016 and the beginning of the 115th in 2017, all legislation will have to be reintroduced in the new Congress. But the expectation here, especially for the Connect Act and the Living Organ Donation Bill, I would think, is that this will occur fairly promptly. I would urge you to take the time to advocate on these issues with the assistance of our, the RPA advocacy team. More information on how to do this is available at the RPA website at www.renalmd.org, or you can always call me on the phone, 301-468-3515 is the RPA office number, or you can email me at rblazer at renalmd.org. Thank you for your time and attention. Thank you for listening to the RPA podcast. This is only one of the topics addressed in greater detail in RPA's Renal Physician's Guide to Nephrology Practice. For more information on this and other topics that will help you with efficiently managing your nephrology practice, download a copy of the RPA Guide from the RPA Store at www.renalmd.org. Contact the RPA office at 301 468 3515 with any questions.